We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Next into the tank is an entrepreneur that wants to spread his lifestyle all over Dynasty Twitter. <laughs> That's kind of similar to the same way that Dan spread his lifestyle over his belt. Covered in okay. it. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as I don't know, at this point, I'm just your host for today. Uh, this is I'm. <laughs> this is I'm, I don't even know my own intro. Who uh, are you? <laughs> I I am Dynasty Trades. Uh, Eric Birdslaw. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com in real life uh and dan just save me now uh yeah i can i can save you um i could throw my i could throw you my title belt as like a life preserver and we i could... think that thing sinks man based off of looking at it uh, yeah it does weigh like 15 pounds solid gold and and leather off of a baby seal it's pretty sweet 
I mean, um, <laughs> kudos to you still. It's pretty sweet, but uh, that's it. It still felt a little like it didn't actually happen until the belt showed up today. I see. And then what? But then once the the money hits your bank account, you're going to be happy too, huh? Yeah, it'll just you know it'll it'll probably bounce, and I'll have to send a check back. Man, you're gonna have to like file as a professional sports analyst this year after all this uh, swag you come in, huh? Can I write that off? Do you think would that I, would that go in? Would that be good for my taxes? You know, as an old professional gambler, I hired somebody else to do my taxes, so I would implore you to do the same. Yeah, I just I won't do them. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> do you hear that, IRS? Do you hear that? Okay. Well, let's introduce our guest. Uh, one of my oldest fantasy friends uh we've been in fantasy leagues together for a better part of a decade at this point i don't know something like that uh it's jeff miller what's up dude oldest fantasy friend is selling me short if it wasn't for me you wouldn't be here wow (laughs) i got you into your first dynasty league yeah it's valid and i it's true you did get me in my first dynasty league Mm -hmm. Uh, it was more like a league i think but yeah I, I got you into your first fantasy league. Um, I, your mother and I birthed you. So Whoa. basically, I'm, I'm your father. Oh, and you oh, were I'm my sorry. boss. There was some, <laughs> and I was your. I wasn't really your boss. I handled you. Yeah, you weren't making as much money as me, but you did. You were. You were. You were a talent handler. That's good. That's, what, that's, that's good. What yeah. You're basically a glorified a, fluffer. I have a real quick question for Dan. Yeah, what's up, Dan? You, you have a you have a small child, right? I have two and another one coming. So you have baby wipes in the house, correct? Uh, yep. I'm probably about uh, I 40 feet away from me right now. Then whatever <laughs> that foreign substance is all over your title belt, you need to clean that off. Oh, I didn't clean that off yet? <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's, it's disgusting, and frankly, it's disconcerting. Uh, is it, though, you know, Jeff? Is it? I'm just going to rub it no, in the leather. No, actually, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> all right. Um uh, well, we'll let your kids read between the lines on that one if you're in the car with them. So kudos <laughs> to you on that. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> uh, before we get into the show, I want to remind everybody you can get a listeners only uh, 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass. That's through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it supports the pod. You can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or on Twitter. That's at rotovizradio. Uh, okay, well, let's go ahead and dive into the discussion of, I guess, the obvious. It's uh, it's the last week of football until, you know, like the fall. That was that was impressive. Getting us getting us where you got us through that sequence was was really impressive. Your words are hurtful. <laughs> it I, is football is over, man, and it ends here. It ends in Minnesota, like thirty minutes away from me. Yeah, you get to you get to have a bunch of Eagles fans come visit you, dude. I want to avoid that place like the plague, but unfortunately, I have a significant amount of business to handle down there. Is your business going to the Super Bowl? No, but we we help the NFL with some things, so you know we have to. Wait, 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 are you the guy that charters uh, party boats on Lake Minnetonka? No, that's that's actually Fred Smoot. That was, uh, that was, okay. Okay. (laughs) You're thinking of Asante Shanko. (laughs) (laughs) Bryant McKinney. You look a lot like Bryant McKinney. I do, a striking resemblance. Um, Mm. But did you guys know that two-thirds of the earth is covered by water and the other third is actually covered by Fred Smoot? I did know that. Yeah, that's that's old news, man. Making sure. I'm just making (laughs) sure. That is old news. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I mean. Off the rails. 
I have pretty boring plans for the Super Bowl, but uh, I'm I did rec- I did do my yearly ritual of recording the Pro Bowl and planning to watch it when I'm completely football starved in April. So uh, it's a long story tradition of three years now, and it makes the Pro Bowl somehow interesting. Mm-mm. No, never <laughs> watched a Pro Bowl legitimately. Well, I assure you, it's better when you're like haven't watched football on either when you haven't watched football and aren't going to watch football on two month ends. Of just go play Tech Mobile. I guess you're right. I probably should just buy Madden. That's probably the better way to do this. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and, and discuss the format real quick. We're going to talk about some of our off season buys as we get into the season. Hopefully, every one of your commissioners has turned back on trading for you, and you have gone and paid your commissioner for next year. So, hopefully, those two things have happened. Um, and then we are oh sorry, um, and then we are going to play Dynasty Shark Tank. So uh, we don't have Nathan due to last minute complications, mostly him having a <laughs> microphone that doesn't work, and then rage quitting on all of us. That was he like, rage quit, spiked his headphones into the center of his computer, and it was <laughs> glorious. It was honestly, he was so legitimately mad, and probably still is currently legitimately mad that he's missing this show. But it was hilarious to watch. Just well, terrific. He, was, he was on an impressive streak of of appearances. He was. It was like it was like the Iron Man thing. He was virtually Eli Manning, then just got benched by Ben McAdoo. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing was really funny until he tr- he got so angry he tried to rip his shirt apart like Hulk Hogan and then halfway through realized he wasn't strong enough to do it and then it was just sad. Yeah, and then it was just like he just stretched out his shirt slightly. It was yeah, his collar was like slightly wrinkled and like <laughs> yeah. he knew that his he knew that his shirt was wrecked, so he was going to have to go on Groupon to get another one. It was I felt bad for him. Yeah, no I I I did not. So, okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's let's move on to our buys. Uh, Jeff, I know you came prepared for this show, and apparently more prepared than us. I don't think you know how we do things here, and that is uh, just shoot from the hip. So, I will let you give your first off season buy and why. Uh, my first off season buy is Alshon Jeffrey, because his last name and my first name are the same name. Interesting. That Interesting is stat. some breathtaking analysis. The type that Dan usually gives on the show. <laughs> No, okay, so I <laughs> that's way better than anything Dan has ever offered this podcast. <laughs> Except for uh, other than a title belt. Yeah, I don't think the podcast benefits from that. In fact, if anything, I think it it oh, takes it away from the core mission that you have here. Yeah, no, it is, actually which is mediocrity. Talent. Yeah. So uh I live for mediocrity. Jeffrey's January ADP, twenty second wide receiver drafted. Maybe that changes. Now that they made the playoff run and he's performed well in the in the playoffs, I don't know, but like that's lower than his floor. I think I understand he was. I think he's the wide receiver twenty two or twenty three on the season actually. But uh, last seven games of the year before Wentz went down, so basically it took him a little time to get going. Once they got going, sixteen and a half points per game in PPR leagues. That's wide receiver one territory. Um, if you take out the full stinker from week 16 where nothing happened, or I'm sorry, even with the full stinker, take out week 17 when Jeffrey barely saw the field, he still averaged 15 points per game, including the playoffs, since week seven. That's borderline wide receiver one territory. He's got a wide receiver eight finish to his to his resume. He's got a wide receiver 10 finish on his resume. Uh, I think it was 2015 before he was injured. He was scoring something like 17 and a half points per game, which was well on his way to another top 10 finish. I just I don't understand why he's the wide receiver twenty two with Carson Wentz throwing in the ball. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think it's I think it is residual 
feelings of the the free agency situation and movement over to Philly wasn't going to work. And I think there's just this residual feeling in the dynasty community because there was a large portion of the community, me included, that felt like that that move was not going to work out. It was not going to be a favorable spot for him. And I think that at least in my eyes that that's kind of the the residual baked in value of that. And I said residual three times there. So three times. That was actually impressive. Yeah, um, no. Try to sound smart, Dan. <laughs> That's impossible for me. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I actually had Alshon Jeffrey on my list as well. So great minds do think alike. Unfortunately for you, Jeff, uh, neither one of us is that great of a mind. Um, but the second he re-signed with with Philly and and got that decent money. Yeah. Just, well, de- that, good length is what it was. Yeah, four years. That, and that's yeah. huge. That's Especially, what she said. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Go especially going through his prime and being tied with Carson Wentz for that extended period, assuming he doesn't get hurt again, which obviously we can't assume. So the second that happened, I just, you know, I actually think I sent out a tweet about it too, but not, that's not relevant. Um, he's a high end wide receiver too. Like Jeff just said, he has, he has two really nice finishes on his resume and the end of 2017 was spectacular until Wentz went down. And I think, as we move forward, he's only going to that, that bond with Wentz is going to grow, and I, he's just he's going to stick in that same spot. I think we can we can definitely anticipate a top twenty wide receiver finish, no doubt. And I think he definitely has some upside of low end wide receiver one. But it, they you know the Eagles do like to spread it around a little bit. Nelson Aguilar will be there, um, and obviously Zach Ertz is going to draw a good amount of targets. So. The the crazy upside in that wide receiver one territory isn't really there, you know, low end wide receiver one. But I really do like Jeffrey, and I'm all in on going and buying in this offseason. I just think it makes sense at his current price. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing I will point out that in this uh, in these rank in this ADP that Doug Baldwin is above him, and I don't think that's even really close um, as far as who's more valuable. So it is it is definitely. I, I think I have come around. He is definitely a buy. The hate is too much. All right. Since you guys both had one there and essentially shared, uh, I'll go ahead and hop in with with one of my favorite buys this offseason. And it's really tragic because I pretty much already own him everywhere. And I'm seeing other individuals try to buy him for dirt cheap. But that is Allen Robinson. Uh, he is currently going in the third round of startups. Uh, and if he goes in the free agency, I'm not sure what that does to him. But there is some some question marks around him for, for me, he's a player that's dominated every, every time he's been on the field, the injury concerns aren't one for me. Um, it's just been a year since we've seen him on the field. The dynasty community does this. They just, somebody goes out of their eye for a while. Look at David Johnson right now. Uh, his value is falling a little bit. That kind of same idea where the dynasty community tends to sleep on guys and he's still 24 years old um, and going into a contract year. So he's still a baby. He's still the same age as um, he's still the same age as like, Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks, Calvin uh, Ridley, who <laughs> isn't even in the NFL yet. He's the same age as Calvin Benjamin's oldest son. Correct. Yes. Oldest the, the dynasty grandson. His oldest grandson. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what, Eric? I, I think I'm on the other side of this one. Not not necessarily that he's too high, but I think he's actually priced decently at uh, his ADP is something like 27 overall. Yeah, it's 27. I, I overall. think that's kind of a comfort zone i think you could get him as high as like the mid second um but to me this is kind of a sweet spot where you could probably buy or sell and be comfortable with what you're getting the the big issue with robinson for me is just how much or, or how much of his points came from garbage time specifically and and well, it's just not, not going to always be there. him 
No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it is. I just worry that the production won't be. Obviously, we're not going to get what we got from what was it, 2016, 25th, whatever year it was. Right, right. No, that's fine. Um, where he just blew up, and his touch and his touchdowns right. were, we're out not, of control. Yeah, we're not going to see those numbers, and and that's kind of when he was sneaking into that first round territory. Um, and and I don't think anyone would expect him to get back to that. I just think right now he's in uh, he's in a decent spot where I think both sides. It's fair you could make trades for Allen Robinson right now before it was impossible you couldn't do anything your your best bet was to sell high in a decent spot if he goes lower you know maybe February it comes around and and something occurs with the Jaguar Jaguars however you say it doesn't matter that's right Jaguars uh, it, 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 it does or, matter it does matter Learn it doesn't matter where it's correctly Dan <laughs> thanks Jeff um, if something happens there and we see him drop a little bit then I think he could turn into a buy right now I think he's just kind of in wherever the middle territory is See, here. And I'll let, I'll let Jeff talk here in a sec, but I think, I think that Allen Robinson one year off of a one year off of a crazy year, a, a thousand of a thousand snaps, 150 targets and, and, and a just ton of fantasy points over 200 fantasy points in 2016. We're already throwing him away and discrediting him in the third round here. I think he's got, he's easily got, wide receiver one upside. And I, I just don't see the writing on the wall for why he can't get back there. See, here's the thing. I had this notion that he's never going to repeat 2015. I don't even buy that notion necessarily. And it's not because I think Al Robinson is some singular talent, but like he scored 300 fantasy points. That's not some stupid, crazy, unachievable number for, uh, for a good wide receiver that soaks up a lot of targets. Right. And the fact of the matter is, he's going to be back in Jacksonville. They're going to franchise him if he doesn't resign there. It, the fact of the matter is, they don't have a whole lot else there to throw, t- throw to. Mar- this whole Marquise Lee was going to you know, be a value this year. It just, no, Ooh, of course not. It Nathan's off the pod and we're bashing Marquise Lee. It, but it, it's just like, forget about it. It's over. That's not happening. Alan Hearns proved to be Alan Hearns. And I understand the Keelan Cole thing is neat. And he had a lot of big games and all of that stuff. Uh, I would bet a dime. I would bet a dollar to a dime. I almost said a dime to a dollar. I bet a dollar to a dime that we never really hear from Cole again, a la Terrell Williams and every other player that's been thrust into some situation like this only to have that situation taken away from them. And then they never Alan do Hearns. anything. Then they never do anything again. <laughs> Alan Hearns is a great example. Robbie Anderson is about to be a great example. If we <laughs> well, this, if he ever makes the field again, well, you know, but we see this, we see this all the time with players and yeah, like guys will flash a little bit. Guess what? To be in the NFL, you have to be really good at football. So if given a ton of opportunity, very often guys are going to show a lot of stuff. The problem is Terrell Williams is not as good as Keenan Allen. The The problem is Keelan Cole is not as good as Allen Robinson. So he comes back next year. He's going to soak up 130, 140 targets again. I'm not expecting 2015 again, but 2015 is absolutely within the realm of possibility, even without garbage time. Good teams score points by throwing to good players. So well, it's even, not like you have to have garbage time. Even 2016, when he wasn't putting up goose eggs, which was unfortunately an unreasonable amount of the time, that even then he he flashed in those situations when Bortles was trying his hardest to really lose that job. Bortles is the issue, though, and in the way he performed this year, there that almost seems like they're kind of they're kind of stuck into bringing him back, and that's what worries me the most. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna they're gonna you know tie down Allen Robinson long term. But it's one more year of Blake Bortles throwing the football, and we saw them commit 
fully to the run, and it worked, and it got that team to the AFC Championship game. And see, I, I can't, it, I can't does, see, but I can't see a, a time when somebody's going to get 140 targets on that offense. Well, it does not spook me. We're playing Dynasty. It does not spook me if he's another down year. It's just going to be more shares for for my teams. All right, Dude, I'll, I, I just it's one it's one more year where we don't really get to see him actually use his ability because I do think he's a good player. I really do. Well, so I are just, you are I you selling him where he's at right now, Dan? Are you? At, no, at, he, he's in that comfort zone where I'm good with both. I, I okay. have no issue with either side of it, but it, I'm just, I'm not in like full on buy mode because he's just kind of right where I think he should be. Don't tell Dan this, but I actually agree with that. And right. I own Allen Robinson virtually everywhere. I have been a huge Allen Robinson guy from day one. I think he's about right. Okay. I will I will I will graciously disagree with you, ass clowns, and pass to Dan. <laughs> uh thankfully we don't even need the explicit tag for that one. Ass clowns. No, I, I, I actually cleverly cursed. Uh that's that's really good. Um I'm gonna move on to one that maybe some people will dislike uh and i think last year around this time we were thinking this would be a good time to sell him if you could get anything but jarek mckinnon he this year looked once dalvin cook went down this year he looked like a different player than we had seen in the past and the one the the year when adrian peterson went down and he was kind of just shoved into the starting role and and you know expected to get all of these touches and this and that and the other thing he had one of the worst offensive lines in the history of the nfl he was playing with third stringers and practice squad guys and people were like oh yeah look what he did with full-time full-time snaps and this and that 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 was that was kind of an outlier and i don't think we can really count that this year he showed a lot of things that i didn't believe he could do prior to this year and i loved him then this year we watched him finish runs we watched him catch the ball very well we watched him pass block very well, and he could run between the tackles as well. And previously, it seemed like he was just kind of that scat back guy where he needed to just get in space and go. He's not all that crazy fast, but he's super agile, and he can run wherever you need him to. And this year, like I said, finishing those runs and, and, and showing his strength in that situation was fantastic. He finished with just shy of 1,000 scrimmage yards. And to me, that's really impressive having to split time with Latavius Murray virtually the entire time. Where is and maybe maybe I missed it in your statement. Where is he currently being drafted? What uh, round? Give me a second. Ninety eighth. Ninety eighth. So that puts him. In, that puts him in what the in, in good engineer here. Do, 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 eighth do, round. Eighth round. So I mean, ninth round. Not early ninth. I mean, that's that's that feels about. It does, actually that does feel by territory for me. I mean, he's if he doesn't get get an opportunity in 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 Minnesota, he's going to go somewhere else. So I, I'm not sure I disagree with anything you said there, Dan. That's he'll hit the market. He'll, he'll hit the market for sure because Dalvin's going to be there if they decide to try to renegotiate with Latavius as kind and of he, their, he won't want to come back either. Yeah. Extra guy, right? Right. So he won't want to be here, and I do believe that he can be the guy someplace now obviously every running back needs someone to spell them and i think he's more of like a two-to-one type guy where he was going to need somebody to help him out more often than say like one of the actually really good running backs Uh, i still do believe he's a very talented running back but he's not a a full full full-time guy um but at 98 overall you know right around 100 that seems that seems an easy buy to me especially considering how low everyone's going to be on running backs until we see where they all go in the NFL draft and where all of the other free agents land. 
Where what, what what valuation would you give for him, Dan? Just before we kick to Jeff here, like what would you? What's the top dollar you'd be willing to pay for McKinnon in two thousand eighteen? Basically, any second, any second would be would be an easy except for me. I think. Okay, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. I don't like trading for running backs before the NFL draft if they're running backs that have uncertain future, no role, or no you know not a set team with a set role sort of a thing. Or uh, or if they have a set and Trey Mason. Yeah, well, that's and I agree with everything you said about McKinnon in terms of definitely looked better this year, finally looked like maybe a complete NFL running back, which has always kind of been the knock on him that he never, he didn't do any of the little things well. Is the pro like when was the last time a running back hit free agency, got signed somewhere and ended up being like an unquestioned starter type? Just it just does I I mean I understand that Lamar Miller maybe? Yeah, and Lamar Miller. Yeah, two, yeah, didn't work out. And two years in, he's under fire. Uh, that's that's a that's a sick tease for one of my uh, next buys. Um, I just I my my only real concern with McKinnon is that he's just another running back in a big pile that doesn't have a job yet. So I, I, I the price is good and all of that. I would just prefer to wait until after the draft or after he signs somewhere. And of course. Yeah, then the, the risk you take with that is if he signs somewhere as a starter. Like, let's say he goes to Seattle, which it doesn't matter what running back ends up starting or being signed in Seattle. Suddenly they have fantasy value for some reason. They get to stay it, next to Russell Wilson, even with that atrocious offensive line. Yeah, but the point I'm making is he goes there. All of a sudden now his ADP is in the top 50. So that's the risk right. you run with that. I just I hate trading for running backs. Somebody tried to trade me Kenyon Drake in a league the other day, and I love Kenyon Drake. When he came out, I drafted him. I had like a 70% ownership rate. Across my, I was like trading up into the middle top of the second round to draft him, and he comes out and does all the things I thought he could do, and I said no. I said I'm not <laughs> trading for him until I know if the Dolphins add somebody. It's just I don't I don't trust that he doesn't have the draft capital. He doesn't have the history. It took injuries. It's it took a getting traded and Damian Williams getting hurt for for him to truly get an opportunity. In his defense, in his defense, we are talking about Adam Gase making that decision. Oh, yeah, but but the dirty <laughs> secret about the NFL is all the coaching is terrible. There's like five coaches in the NFL who aren't terrible. And this isn't that me like trying to be some expert. I would also be terrible. But NFL coaching is objectively bad. It really oh, is. Definitely. Definitely. They do a lot of things very, very poorly. I'm not saying I can put a game together, a game plan together, but if somebody else could do it, I can absolutely call a better game than 90% of these guys. <laughs> Oh, I definitely could not call a better game than ninety percent of them. I, I just just ask Madden every time. That's yeah, all that's you a, need to do. Just run four slants and you're clean. That's all you need. That's just that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kind of I'm kind of taken away by uh, by Jeff by Jeff's statements here. Uh, by, okay, by I mean, games. is there is is your thought so? Uh, for McK- on McKinnon's side of things, would you be willing to sell for a second then, Jeff? Or are you just kind of waiting to see where the dust settles? See, I think second round picks are pretty much worthless dart throws too. So if exactly. I own Everyone if I own up. McKinnon, I'm probably just hanging on to him. If I own the second, I'm just going to keep the second. Okay, it's, it's kind of like Dan was saying about Allen Robinson. I think it's fine. Like whatever. Okay, that, that that valuation, but because he doesn't have a home, and because we have all this uncertainty and all of this new running back talent coming in, and all of the current running back talent that's on the free agent wire, you could probably get him for significantly less than that, just because someone may be looking to sell, get into the draft because they like these new shiny things for some odd reason. And like you said, second round picks, the hit rate there is 
pretty atrocious. So it's to me, I'd rather go get a guy that I actually really like um, instead of hope that one of the guys I like in the rookie draft is there at two, whatever, or possibly later than that. Okay. I'm going to pivot us because otherwise we're never going to get to any more buys. If we just, keep you're going. never going to get there. Oh, whoa, whoa. That hurts my feelings. Bastard. Says the Scott fishbowl champion. Oh God. <sighs> With your big hey, boot. You guys okay. know that I got a belt. Uh, yeah, and he's holding up the belt. Seriously, clean the belt. It's disgusting. It's dripping <laughs> on your microphone. I just got a little drip on me. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, I'm not. No, I'm don't gonna... lick your lip. Stop licking it off your lip. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Let's move on. And I'll just go ahead and throw my buy into the ring here because I'm revolted by Jeff right now. Uh, and that is T.Y. Hilton. Uh, currently 30th overall. Um, apparently everybody forgot Andrew Lux eventually coming back. Uh, uh, even with Brissett, even with Brissett all year, still almost had a thousand yards this year. Granted, wildly inconsistent as one might expect with Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. Uh, but this is a guy who just always flashes and I've always liked, but, uh, his value has fallen and actually his value fell, uh, prior to the 2016 season too. And he kind of blew it up. Uh, and I, I kind of, imagine that same type of thing to happen here. So I think he's probably around lower than he should be going right now. Uh, and that's a ton of value shift between the second and third round. If you buy Hilton at where he is right now, even if Andrew Luck never comes back, it's fine. Valid. Yep. It's fine. It's not like, it's not like you made some great deal, but it's fine. Yeah. He's, it's too low. It, it's funny with Hilton. It took all these years for him to finally climb to where he should be value wise. And then Andrew Luck gets hurt and he's now plummeted way back down. Yeah. Well, yeah. And everybody's, he's been a, a guy that, that never got the love early on and then finally earned it. And exactly right. Like now everybody's like, well, is he really good? I don't know. Dante and, Moncrief. And what about that? <laughs> Just, just for the sake of, well, I don't know if it's necessarily argument, but uh, we just so we all don't agree. He this year looked, uh, he looked different than he had looked previously, and I understand that Andrew Luck wasn't there, but there was games. If you go back and watch any of it, it he just looked like he disappeared. He wasn't, he wasn't putting in the one hundred percent. He, he just he'd get jammed off the line, and that was it. You know, that was the end of his route. And and once he got angry, it seemed as the game went on, he would start to, you know, come off those that off the release a little bit more. So I, I that's the one thing that kind of worries me with with Hilton is his seems like he kind of gives up occasionally and just disappears from the games. But his upside is immense, especially when you're talking about Andrew Luck coming back. If he's gonna come back and get that big target share, that's huge. Even without luck, like you guys mentioned. He's still in a just fine spot. So if you can go get him for his current price tag, all all in with that one. But there is that one little little piece that kind of worries me. All right. Uh, well, before we get into our next buy, I want to let everybody know about our sponsor for this podcast, and that's MyBookie.ag. Uh, the Super Bowl is finally here, and I want to tell you guys about MyBookie.ag, the number one rated online sports book. Uh, with your fantasy football season over, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at MyBookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast. Uh, they have odds on everything, live betting um, and a new prop bet builder. Uh they create your. You can create your own betting slips. Bet how you want. Um, my bookie offers fa- the fastest, no hassle payout when you win. And uh, and you join my bookie now. Um, 
and uh, it'll match your deposit up to 50%. Use the promo code RV radio uh, when making your account and you can get that bonus. So visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win and you get paid. All right, Jeff, what, who is, who is your next buy? Uh, I got a two for one. Cause it's basically the same story with both guys. I dug a little bit. I dug a little bit deep on this one. Willie Sneed and Quincy Anunwa. Ooh, uh, like not, both of them. Not, not league winning players, obviously, but these guys have ADPs right next to each other. Uh, Sneed is wide receiver sixty six, Anunwa seventy, and then one thirty nine overall, one fifty three overall. So we're talking like uh, what fourteenth round, thirteenth round, somewhere in there. They're down there quite a ways. Um, both free agents. Anunwa is a restricted free agent. Uh, Snead, uh, unrestricted, also an unrestricted free agent, Brandon Coleman, who essentially, in kind of combination with uh, Kamara, 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 whatever the hell his last name is. Um, you got to learn how to say it right. Um, we we learn how yeah. to say right words right here. The names are different from words, Dan. <laughs> I just learn kidding. to speak English. You get out of our country. Wow. You're I'm building a wall around your house and you're paying for it. <laughs> I needed new walls. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you do live in a in a shack it's uh, yeah, these guys are both super cheap Sneed uh, very likely could come back and reclaim his old role he could go to a wide receiver needy team like the Bears and carve out 100 targets pretty easy it's cheap I mean at this price you're not really it's not really costing you much my guess is Anunma, if he gets over the neck thing, is back in New York. They certainly need wide receivers. Robbie Anderson is almost certainly going to be suspended at some point this year. Um, like so like opening the season suspended? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, you can get these guys for like a third-round draft pick. Like, Would you rather have Willie Sneed, who's been a wide receiver too, for a third-round draft pick, or would you rather waste a third on a running back who runs a 4-7-2? That's that's the attitude I'm having. Four seven two. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can take all the James Conner you want, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Give me Alex Collins. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Alex Collins in just a bit. Oh God! Wow. Oh, you like He's central. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I do like I do like both of those. I, I think um, maybe the the Willie Sneed Drew Brees connection uh, might. It, maybe it was just the one year thing, and, and we kind of got Charles Johnson. Um, but ooh, Charles yeah, I, Johnson I think, is a verb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know it happens. You want one and done, just like Terrell Pryor. Um, those those two guys, I, I actually do like, and I liked them coming into the year. I was kind of buying them here and there, and unfortunately, you know, one got hurt, the other was hurt, and just kind of never really found his way back to the offense. The Saints brought in Ted Ginn. And the rest is history. They, we just we didn't get to see it. So uh, I think both, uh, well, definitely one finds a new home. I think Snead um, maybe will uh, will land somewhere as maybe somebody's wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver three. But uh, I do agree that a nun will stay in uh, New yep. York. They do need that help. That's um, that, that's a good spot for him. He he fits that offense pretty well. I think he'd work really nice with running with ASJ in the slot. That that seems to make. A lot of sense to me. Hopefully, ASJ stays as well. Yeah, I, I like both. I like both. Um, actually, I'm I'm lukewarm on Snead, but I do like the Anunwa call. So, um, yeah, I, I I think Anunwa is a guy that I actually before Jeff said his name forgot even existed. I forgot. Uh, that's another guy that after one year in the dynasty community that we've decided to completely forget about. 
His ADP at wide receiver 70 is probably also a mirage because he's the kind of guy that one dude in every single mock draft 100%. loves Anunua and drafts him in the 12th or 13th round. But the other 11 guys in the league would take a fourth for him. So he's just look, this is, we're talking like kind of end of the bench guys that could help your fantasy team down the line. And if you give a late pick for them and they don't, you're not out anything. That's the, I like, I like to take shots on guys like that. I mean, you might get a wide receiver three out of it. You might get a great bye week fill in or an injury fill in, you know? Well, I mean, people were taking shots on Chris Thompson last season with like fourth round picks. And that's an excellent example of a shot like that. Uh, a high upside guy working out. So, and there's uh, a difference, but there's a big difference between filling your roster with high upside because of how we we saw them in the draft process and high upside and seeing them actually produce at the NFL level. Watching Sneed put up those numbers, watching Inunua put up numbers when he was healthy, those are way more important than how good somebody looked running drills at the combine or oh this guy was a practice squad guy and one of the coaches said he was super fast. That's not upside. That's that's coach speak and it's irrelevant. We need we need to be able to see these guys produce and those are way more important as end of uh, end of bench guys. You are in for a long dynasty Twitter off season there, Dan. I already took a week <laughs> off and I, I might have to take a couple of months. <laughs> Hand sized Twitter is coming for you. Hand oh, sized no. Twitter is coming for you. <laughs> it's the world I live in, brother. It's the world I live in. It's the uh, end of me. Okay, we'll do one more and I will let uh who who's up? I forget. It was it Dan or Jeff? Uh, Jeff just did one, but if he wants to I go just, again, I I'll let yeah, him. Yeah, Mine's boring. Prepared. Go ahead, Jeff. All right. Well, I have two left. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip past uh, Dante Deontay. Deont- I'm gonna skip past Foreman. See, I did a little porky pig thing there because we yes. already mentioned him with Miller. Foreman's gonna be the starter next year, by the way. So buy him now. Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is the guy I pick. Wow. I understand that Tyreek Hill did choke his pregnant girlfriend, which is highly inexcusable. But I like fantasy money, and Tyreek Hill is really good at football. Uh, here's I, I went to DLS Trade Finder. I look at the five most recent trades. I, just this weird sample. Two of them, there's like 400 players involved, so it's tough to discuss those. Here's the other three. Tyreek Hill and Terrence West for Derrick Henry, Keelan Cole in a second. If you doubled that side, I'd still rather have Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill in a fifth for P. Ryan, Des Bryant in a third. If you doubled the other side, I'd still rather have Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill for C.J. Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Chris Hogan, and two in 2019 seconds. Now, I'm not saying... The the what now? The double thing? Are you going to say that again or no? I'm so so confused right now. Double uh, your whole list and then still take Tyreek times yeah, three. Yeah, double the whole list. I'll st- if, you <laughs> the, if you took all three of the other sides, I would still rather have just Till. That's not true. <laughs> I don't know that you're getting these trades done in every league, but I didn't cherry pick these. These are like the three most recent trades that weren't like 48-player deals. He was the wide receiver seven in points per game this last year. Uh, wide receiver eight, if you include OBJ in his four games. Wide receiver, wide receiver seven in points per game. He's got super hot young quarterback coming up who's not afraid to sling the ball. And I don't know if you've paid attention to Tyreek Hill's game, but it suits it. Uh, he was, as the ADP, wide receiver 12, 21st overall. He's already beat those two years in. He's only going to get better. He's got the quarterback to go with it. And Tyree Kill is like a clear wide receiver one by a lot. 
this is the cheapest he's going to be. That's the way I'm looking at it. You're not getting him cheaper than this for the next three or four years, assuming he doesn't get hurt or choke somebody else. I like I like this Jeff Miller. We need we need to bring him on more often. In my I'm smart. In my professional opinion, um, I I'm all in on that take. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, as I was looking at this, I'm like, ooh, he's he's a buy and he's wide receiver twelve. And then I kind of looked around and I'm like, yeah, there's some wiggle room there. I could I could uh, I I can move him up like that, three, four, five spots. That's that area of wide receivers is kind of a no man's land right now. It's sort of an underrated thing. That once you get past the top like three guys. You, maybe top four or five if we got Evans and Michael Thomas up there, then it gets a little bit sketchy. You got older guys like Julio Jones and AJ Green. You've got guys that we don't fully trust yet, like Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. You've got Keenan Allen, who's who's great but gets injured. Then you have Brandon Cooks, who's inconsistent. A, they, that's the territory we're talking about here. Stephon Diggs is the wide receiver, 13. Do you really trust him more than Tyreek Hill? You've got I, Allen yes. Robinson, Corey Davis, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Adam Thielen right behind him. To me, he's he's the twelve is is legit the lowest. I think I have him like seven in my wide receiver rankings right now. And there's a scenario where he's like four or five after the season. I'm looking I, at it thinking I could put him easily at eight. I have a confession to make, and that is that I literally, as you guys were just bantering, made a trade offer giving my Des for Tyreek Hill because <laughs> Jeff Miller's take was so good, <laughs> so, and me acknowledging and, how good it was. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I think I'm I think I'm completely on board, Jeff. I, I that's I, I concur with you. I think Hill is he's got and I mean Diggs is another guy that kind of has that feel to me. I know you mentioned that you don't value Diggs as much, but to me that's a guy that if the situation aligns better than it is currently for them, like a quarterback that actually can sling the ball downfield for them, that it opens up a whole world of of additional value for these guys. So I, the, they're the kind of players that seem like the most likely to be Antonio Brown again, uh, that they're the kind of players that like are slept on until oops. Oh yeah. Antonio Brown's the consensus wide receiver one in dynasty for five years and is in the first round for 10, you know? And the idea he, he that, was, that, Oh, sorry, go ahead. As, as he's, this isn't like it like just happened this year, by the way. Once he became a part of the offense in his rookie season, he scored something like 13.5 points per game after week four, which as a rookie with Alex with bad Alex Smith as your quarterback, it, inconsistent play calling. They were still kind of using him a little bit more gimmicky than they did this year, less as a wide receiver, uh, and, and it kind of reverses and, and wide receiver screens and that sort of thing was a lot more prominent in year one. Um, like there's room to grow here, guys. He's 23 and he's two years in. And part of the knock on him coming out was he wasn't ready to like just be a wide receiver only. There's there's growth potential. I, I, Tyreek Hill, it's it's unfortunate the stuff he did. It's I do have a hard time separating those things sometimes. Yeah, but holy cow, is he good at football? He's really good at football and he's really good at fantasy football. Yeah, and that's that's what's most important when, when we're talking about this stuff. Obviously, again, not to you know damper the whole situation but um yeah he's 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 awesome and, and the idea that he's just this one-trick pony uh, and they even still used him rather gimmicky this year i mean he was still in those stupid sets and you know just running running goes it seemed quite often but he can run routes he he hits that route tree salt i mean he's not he's not like an elite route runner but 
he's there and he can he can play all the all the spots on and receiver. He can play the X, he can play the Y, he can do whatever you want. Obviously, he's not the biggest human in, on earth, but he's fast enough to make up for it, and he can dig in and run those routes. And it, yeah, the you know thinking he's like Ted Ginn, that's a really really bad take. Um, this guy's legit, and and like you know Jeff was saying, he he could have him up in the four, five, six range. Have him at seven right now, Jeff, in your rankings. I think he said. I think hey, seven or eight. It just like I'm looking at his numbers right now, only 105 targets, and he only scored seven touchdowns. This isn't like a, a, an Allen Robinson 2015 15 touchdown season that supported this. Right. 105 targets, he caught 75 of them, which is a pretty insane catch percentage when his yards per reception was almost 16. So he's catching a high percentage of his targets and taking them for a very long way. This isn't like manufactured touch central. This isn't Tavon Austin or Percy Harvin averaging 10 yards per reception, catching balls within a yard of the line of scrimmage all the time. This this is a guy that does work downfield and is hyper-efficient doing it. If you gave him 15 or 20 more targets, my God. Yeah, easily. You're looking at wide receiver four, you know, as a floor. (laughs) Exactly. Uh all right. Well, I think we're all on board with Ty- Tyreek Hill, and I think we found uh, we found maybe the title of the show in that one. Um, and I have another confession to make. I also, in another league, just offered a first and a second for Tyreek Hill while you guys were bantering again. So it's nice. It's nice you're paying attention, Eric. Yeah. No. 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 It's it's. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning from the best guys. So. Here's <laughs> we said. I, listen, I have I have the 1.4 in a league. I drafted it. We had, uh, or I didn't draft it. I traded for it. We had an expansion in a league earlier or last off season. And we added four draft picks to the expansion draft. We added four picks at the top of the first round for the expansion teams to have the guy who drafted or who took the 1.4 in that expansion. Uh, I ended up trading him for it and then trying to flip that 1.4 for Tyree kill about five times in the season and never got it done. Uh, I, I'm planning to revisit that and offer more. That's what I think of Hill. If he if Hill's in this draft, he's like my 1.1, maybe 1.2. Like he's right there with Barkley. Wow. Okay. He's worth, he's worth that to me. Okay. Let's 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 move on. Um, but I, there's the there. You, I let you talk there, and you gave us the the name of the show, and that is Tyreek Hill equals Saquon Barkley is where I'm going with the title. Oh of God, show. I'm so in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> dynasty twitter so is coming trouble. for you jeff dynasty oh, twitter God. is coming for you okay uh, <laughs> well let's go ahead and pivot to our game since we're already running a little bit long um and this is one we haven't played in a very long time and uh i'm excited to do it with you jeff this is dynasty shark tank next into the tank is an entrepreneur that wants to spread his lifestyle all over dynasty twitter <laughs> investors my name is jeff miller boy do i have an exciting lucrative opportunity for the two of you let me start with the question what do alex collins matt Breida, Tariq cohen peyton barber austin eckler and mike davis all have in common they aren't good aside from never having been in my kitchen see that old throwback <laughs> yeah no aside i get from it them never having long, been in my sir. kitchen They're all players with very little draft capital who almost nobody expected to produce in 2017, but did to varying degrees anyway. That's right, you guys. They're the underdogs, underdogs, and who doesn't like a good underdog? Wait, 
President Trump isn't here, is he? Okay, we're good. No politics. All right, I, I can see. Uh, well, I, you know, I can see you all frothing at the mouth to offer me multiple first round picks for my group of players. So I won't bore you with historical evidence. Guys like this almost never have success year over, or mention how easily replaced they are. What I will do is take off my shirt, get myself a bowl of Dolce oh, Leche no. ice cream, and field your offers for my perfectly packaged peck of positively preposterous running backs. You know what? Basically, I will... basically what I'm doing is pitching to you a whole bunch of one-year wonder running backs, and uh, I expect lots of things for them because Dynasty Twitter seems to love these players. Okay, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open up and and I I'm all about the zero RB and and your lifestyle, you know, honestly, with your shirt off, it's a little bit freaking me out. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. let me ask you a question: How do you have enough roster spots to roster? the risk associated with holding this many garbage asset running backs. <laughs> You've poked a hole in my theory already. You saw right through me. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, and I, for that I, reason, Jeff, I'm out. I, I don't blame you. This is actually a terrible idea. Dan, I hope you're out too. Um, I'm actually going to present an offer. Okay. Um, Sold. I, Take them. They're yours. I, <laughs> I'm going to um, allow you to not have broken legs if you just leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to do short. Here's the thing about zero RB that nobody freaking understands. Zero RB doesn't mean running back comes out of nowhere, performs, and then you keep them forever or trade for them. That's not what zero RB is. Zero RB is finding the running backs before they do the thing, not after they do the thing. Players like this get thrown to the side and get replaced constantly. It was a basically I did this the wrong way just so I could bitch about this because it gets me all up in a lather. All right, I like well, you lathered up. I'm I, glad I that I was able it. to poke a hole right through, Jeff. It's I'm glad you guys poked a hole right through. If you had offered me first round pick for him, I probably would have just left the podcast. <laughs> I would have, I would have probably made an offer if you just brought Tariq Cohen to the party. But uh, like, like there are exceptions. I do like Tariq Cohen as a player. I'm a Bears fan though, so I often have trouble separating those two things. And 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 these sometimes these guys do work out. Sometimes it happens and everything's fine and everything's good. But I'm uh, sure, Alex Collins will. I've got I I mean yeah I've got a whole list of other players like this off the, that I it just I don't understand. People like to invest in these one year wonder type players, and then once out of every fifteen of them, it works out. But hey, you really want to go for that hit rate? Not interested. Next into the tank is an entrepreneur who's hated on Dynasty Twitter and beloved by people who have championships. Good evening, Sharks. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Uh, I will start it off by saying this is not a new company. This is a company that has been around and has seen success for quite some time, actually four years now. This company, uh, in our four years of existence, has 400 catches. Yes, 400 at the wide receiver position in the NFL. And I haven't told you the name of this position yet, just because sometimes people don't like the name. So beyond that, over 4,000 yards in these four years. Also rather impressive. All of this done on only 570 targets. 
This company right now, as it stands in the DLF ADP, ranks 29th overall and at wide receiver 16. I am currently seeking the value of a high-end wide receiver 2, which looks something like where this player should be, but he's not. This player and this company is Jarvis Landry. I'd like to entertain offers from both of you Sharks. See, and this is a question that I was going to ask you as soon as you came in, and that's the efficiency. I mean, the number of catches and the and the and and the, the number of yards really really sniffs of under 10 yards per catch. It's very close. It's actually 10.1, um, which is not the best thing in the universe. Not a great margin. His his usage in his current state is not that great. He He's not being used as efficiently as he can. We actually just saw him perform in kind of the, the Super Bowl of players that aren't on good teams, and he made some really, really good catches down the field, and he opened himself up, and he can run all of the routes. He has great hands, and above average speed and it's kind of looked past and i just really think he's being kind of hamstrung by his uh his current his current market and i I, you know he does have the opportunity to move on here and we're hoping to find a good home and that's you know where you sharks come into play i'd like to apologize for my fellow sharks behavior there with that comment dan i feel like he was very disrespectful to you talking about just speaking um, of the numbers jeff talking about it would you like to hear some numbers for jarvis landry i I want about to literally offer my house for him (laughs) <laughs> he's like a wide receiver one uh, basically ever like the last three years i think he was like the wide receiver 13 last year he's been a top 13 wide receiver for three consecutive seasons is and that being is used that, incorrectly yeah he's he's as, as far as far as i know I'm, I'm certainly not in any fantasy leagues where efficiency is a scoring category so i i don't care I, if he's used as an extension of the run game i'm fine with that uh, Jarvis Landry could have been in our undervalued segment. I mean, a different undervalued segment on a different podcast because it's a short nice podcast. Yeah, Good my bad it. on that. Uh, yeah, Jarvis. So, so if I understand the way this works correctly, I'd like to make an offer right now, and I'd like to start by offering you a package of baby wipes for obvious reasons, and then <laughs> the the second thing I'd like to offer you is I would like to offer you like. Uh, like maybe the 104, 105. So like like a nice like a like a nice mid round first pick. Uh, I do Mid-1 appreciate the offer. Uh, I, I do appreciate the offer, Shark. I would like to hear uh, if Mister Bertloff ha- does have any offers for me, though. Yeah, no, I mean you buried you you really uh you know you, you really got off put by my comment there, but little do you know uh, in my wallet right now is a tiny locket around my wallet's neck that has a picture of Jarvis Landry in it. Uh, I am a Jarvis Landry lover, and my wallet, it has a neck. Uh, so I actually will top Jeff's offer. Uh, I will actually give you the 102 for Landry. Well, uh, before I accept, is it okay if I go back and talk to Mr. Miller and see if he would like yeah, to? Yeah, see if he wants to give Barkley for it. Sure. I mean, if 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 uh, Eric, I'm sorry, if my fellow shark Eric, is that like your official title, yes, Mr. Eric? Fellow shark Eric, yes. If Mr. <laughs> fellow Eric. shark Mr. Eric, CEO of Eric Enterprises, yes. wants to offer you something that's worth objectively more on the open market than Jarvis Landry, then he's free to do that. I appreciate that, uh, Eric. I would love to work with you, and I think we do have a deal here. Excellent. 
Excellent. All right. Well, I guess that's going to be the show, guys. <laughs> Dynasty Shark Tank <laughs> is over. We goofed around. Jeff made references to a certain substance about, I don't know, no less than 15 times on a Lifestyle. Podcast. He made a lifestyle reference. <laughs> and he just rubbed it all over. It's actually, you can actually see it coming off his microphone. It's weird. The, best, the best jokes are the ones you beat into the ground. Yes. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I've been friends with you long enough, Jeff, to know such. Uh, Jeff, thank you very, very much for being on the show. It was fun watching Nathan rage quit with you. Uh, I don't think he'd make a very good poker player based off of uh, his emotional reaction to that. <laughs> don't tap the tank, bro. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would like to plug for the listeners? Uh, follow me on Twitter at FFJeffM. I have a large project that's coming out on DLF shortly. I take a super deep dive into uh, running backs and year over production for guys that were drafted low. And I dig into receiving running backs, guys like Duke Johnson, and show you why you should not be buying them. Cool. Uh, well, I think we had a show about two shows ago called Go Buy Duke Johnson. So that should be <laughs> riveting uh, literature for us. Uh, unless, uh, unless you're playing in a league that also still gives you points for last year's stats, I would not recommend that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think there's one, there's two words that is the answer to why you don't buy Duke Johnson, and that is Saquon Barkley at four. Okay. Let's go ahead and wrap the show. Uh, again, thanks so much to Jeff. Uh, make sure you leave a five star rating and review on iTunes for the show. We really appreciate that. Uh, for Dan, Nathan, who's not here in rage quitting, and myself, we will catch up with you guys next week. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.